Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9. FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome to another week of Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy Siwe Fransale. And this evening, we're celebrating, commemorating International um, um, Girl Child Day, which was on Friday, the 11th of October. So tonight, I'll be speaking to four young girls about issues, what's on their mind, what makes them tick, what are their plans for the future. Stay tuned for Sidebar Cindy. Medical issues, sex and family, finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar with Cindy. Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. You're listening to Cyborg Cindy with me, Cindy Fansale. Um, if you're listening to us from outside of Gauteng, you can tune in on DSTV's audio bouquet, channel 861, or you can go to kayafm.co.za and listen live. You can also listen to the previous shows. Um, go to kayafm.co.za and um, click on FM Rewind and the podcasts are uploaded there. So tonight's show is about the girl child and I'm joined in studio by Uradile Komane, she's 17 years old, Humuto Rapata, who's 16 years old, and Lohima Fatla, who's 19. We'll also have have Usilin Lovo, a 16-year-old who will be joining us on the line. And we're speaking about the girl child. So on December 19 and 2011, the United Nations General Assembly adopted a resolution to declare October 11 as the International Day of the Girl Child. And this day is to recognize girls' rights and the unique challenges that girls um, face around the world. And this is why we're having this show on, on today because the Girl Child Day was on, on Friday. So I'll be taking your calls on 86 and you can SMS us on 36959. The hashtags on social media are Sidebar Cindy and KFM Talk. So before we start taking your calls, I'd like to welcome um, the young ladies to the studio. Welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we'll start with the introductions. I think everyone must just introduce themselves. Who are you? How old are you? And what are you currently doing? So we'll start over there. Um, my name is Vandel Wode. I am 14 years old and my passion is actually becoming an actress and so I go to NSA. National School of the Arts. Yes. Oh, great. That's in Bramfontein. Yes. There's lots of fun. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Oradile Komani, and I am surprisingly also a radio presenter at my school radio station um, in Red Hill, Morningside, and I'm 17 years old. And what are your plans for the future? You want to be on radio? Um eventually if it happens if the opportunities present themselves but if not then i am looking into science and yeah medicine that's great hi i'm komoza rapata i'm 16 years old and i go to holy family college in park town and i would i would actually like to join the army Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And when did you make this decision? Well, the army has everything, and it's like everything's for free there. So like, <laughs> why and not? how do you know this? <laughs> how do you know that everything is for free in the well, army? Well, I did my research, okay. and my dad was like, yeah, you must go to the army, hey? And I was like, yeah, sure, no, no problem. That's very interesting. But no, welcome to the show. And as I said earlier on, I mean, we're having this show to com- commemorate the International um, um, Day of the Girl Child and, and obviously to recognize girls' rights and the unique challenges faced by, by young women all around the world. So 
you know, okay, so I've heard a bit about your, your future, your future plans, but, um, you know, we'll start off with a bit of a few questions and I'll start off as a parent. I want to ask a parenting question. So what are your ideas about, about parenting in the 21st century? I mean, you, you all have parents or caregivers and how's it going? Uh, well, from my perspective, my parents are kind of old school, but trying to shift into this new age parenting hood. And it's quite difficult because they don't understand where I come from most of the time. So every time I ask for certain things, they're like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, but times are not the same from when you guys were young. So I feel like they should like just be aware that times have changed and kind of try and accommodate for our generation. Okay, so how, how old are your parents, if you don't mind me asking? My mom is 45. Yes. She's nearly <laughs> my age. Yeah. <laughs> old school, wow. My dad is 53. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mama. Okay, so Mawati, Mawati, they're, they're, you know, they're kind of old school. G- give me an example of one old school thing that, that, that they've done. Um, okay, my dad is like the type to... The oh, gate gets locked. Is there anything wrong with that? Okay, there's mm. nothing wrong. But when I ask to go to a birthday party that's happening in the evening, then I just expect them to kind of give me a bit of leeway and be like, okay, you can go just for once in a while because it's a birthday party. But it's a no-go area for them. It's like, no, birthday parties happen in the afternoon. Finish and love. So, so you've missed out on most evening birthday parties? Not really because my mom lets me go. Okay, <laughs> and, then, and then what time do what time what is a reasonable time to get back half past 10 10 yeah yes. <laughs> okay that's not bad no. that's not yeah, bad so not do you get picked up or do you get dropped off my parents insist on having my friends parents picking me up mm-hmm. and dropping me off that's fair but enough it's not because it's there they're hosting the event they are going to be catering for food and everything so it only seems fair for my parents to drop me off and pick me up. And have you discussed this with them? They don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my mom used to drop me off. And I must admit, I used to find it extremely embarrassing when she did that. Because other kids' parents didn't do that. So I know a little bit of how you're feeling. You know, but when one day when you're in our shoes, you do the same thing. So it's almost like you know, you complain, you complain, then you turn 43, then you've got a 17 year old or a 16 year old, and you're doing the same thing. So you'll see, you'll see when you get there. And what, what do you think of your parents? My mom and dad are two different people. My mom is like the fun one out of both of them, and she. She's like someone I can talk to. She's like my best friend. She's someone like I can say, Mommy, I want to go here. And then she'll be like, Okay, what time does this thing end? And what time should I come fetch you? And she's the one who actually, if I want to go for an audition, she'll be the one who takes me. And she actually helps me with my passions and my dreams. And she makes them come true. That's so special. And your dad, this acting thing is not, it's not his cup of tea. <laughs> not that it's not his cup of tea, but... It's not like he has time to go and take music auditions and yeah. It's not like he not that he doesn't care. But yeah. Okay. And and Umama being your best friend, I mean do you guys talk about everything? Yes, everything. Yeah. 
That's very special. I didn't tell my mom a lot of things. I don't tell my mom a lot of things. <laughs> I tell her mom. Well, look, your mom's going to be asking you what a lot of things are. <laughs> <laughs> She's making notes of all the things that you're saying. Um, but that's special. I mean, I don't think many, many, many teenagers can say that their mommies are their best friends. I mean, I know that um, my mom and I never spoke about a lot of things. I mean, I knew a lot of stuff, but we didn't speak about sex. We, we, we spoke about boyfriends once in a while, only when I was heartbroken. But generally, I, I just found stuff out on my own. And so your mom and you discussed like every Everything under the sun. Everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and how old is Mama? Yo. <laughs> she's she's I think she's thirty six. Yo, she's thirty eight. Okay. okay. So, well, she's quite a she's quite a, a new school mom. That's 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 very nice. And your parents? Um. Well, my mom and my dad are like, it's almost the same person. They are the same age. They are forty. 43 years old Yeah 43 I love how old. you guys Keep looking at your mummies. I mean <laughs> Surely you should know Your mummy's birthday no, no, I know when she's born I don't know how age old she is <laughs> So like My mom was the Kind of person like Okay I can talk to you And stuff But like I mustn't disrespect you Like there's yeah. a limit You know I And that's very important it, Exactly You see You can't just like Talk to your mother The way you want to She's not your friend She can be But she's like your mother So you have there's a certain limit yeah. Fine line yeah. Exactly There's a fine line Even though we talk about Everything's like Yo Mama, you know, today what's about this other boy was looking at me like so, so, so. <laughs> and then with my dad, it's like, it's the same. But like sometimes I feel like my dad is like a child. Like this is childish. Oh my God. He's like the exact replica of me. It's so annoying because we both stop and no, no, no. It's fine. Shut up. Fine. Fine. <laughs> you quite learn, and then like, afterwards you, you 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 forgive each other and you exactly. get on with it. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's so funny. <laughs> oh my god! But they like both understanding, which sometimes I find annoying because like my friends, KG, can we please swap parents, bro? Your parents are so understanding. Aww. Like I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like yo, you don't you don't know the half of it, okay? <laughs> I must like negotiate for a party three weeks before. Like mama, I'm not gonna die. Can can I please go, please? Like. And then yeah, so you go to most you go to most parties. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about social media before we chat to Cecilia. Let's talk a bit about social media and cell phones and so on. So, how old were you when you got a cell phone? Oh, um, ten. Ten. Okay, so were you were you under pressure from from your peers or Mama felt Mama and Dad felt it would okay? It's time because we need to keep in touch with you. I think it was um, peer pressure because like everybody had a phone then. It's like, mm-hmm. can I please have a phone, please? And then I got it. I was like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> and do they monitor it? Um, well, they surprise monitors. You know those <laughs> yeah. those ones that give I you like so, so like random, jump, random, you know, like chicks. No, it's weird because then a year passes and then half a year passes. Let me see your phone. Oh my god! Chats um, on this. Like oh, <laughs> delete, 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 delete everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. So they don't really because they trust me. So then they don't check. So um, unless I'm showing them something like, yeah, mama, look at this picture. Then she swipes. Oh, oh my, my gosh! Like where are you yeah, going? Don't, don't, swipe. don't swipe. Right. Just stay at the picture. You can zoom in, zoom out. So do you find that invasive or, you know, how do you feel about that? Okay, I use my mom's phone a lot. So I think it's only fair that she uses mine also, right? But then if I show you a picture, do not swipe Swipe. left or right. Please. (laughs) Please. No, I don't know what you might find. I don't know what. (laughs) Let's not go there. And how old were you when you got a phone? I was 14 and it was a similar situation, peer pressure. Mm. But then... 
yeah, they didn't want to buy me a phone. Mm. That's how that's how we all feel, I, right? It's very scary. I actually got handed down my sister's phone. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go. <laughs> no, it was even my dad's phone. It was like oh, oh. those old phones, like the Blackberries. I use a Blackberry, yes, ma'am. So people say but the older version yeah, of yeah. Blackberry, and um. Yeah, my parents don't believe in cellular devices. They're mm-hmm. like, no, what do you need it for? So they only get it for communication. So okay. to call, they even wanted to give me the one that without like WhatsApp <gasps> and everything. <laughs> <laughs> to just be able to call, send SMS, be like, okay, ma, I'm done at school. Please come fetch me. And yeah, that was it. So my actual first port phone I got was last year. Okay. And monitoring, yeah. do they keep an eye on what you're doing on your phone? My parents trust me. Mm-hmm. They don't really <laughs> they don't really monitor my phone. Um my dad was the one who said put a password on your phone, don't let anyone go to your phone. So I don't feel the need to hide anything. So mm-hmm. I don't mind even when they come with the surprise checkups. I'm just like, okay, you can have my phone. And you can take a like, look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they never take my phone away from me. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think I was 10 when I got my phone. But um, with the social media thing, I started like when I was 13. Mm-hmm. Um, mom, with this checkup thing, my mom trusts me. Like, if I show her a picture, she won't, like, swipe left or okay. swipe right. Um, like, she won't come up with these surprise checkups because she understands, like, she's been a teenager before and she understands what teenagers go through. And she trusts me. And because we talk, we talk about the right things, what I shouldn't do and what I should do. Mm-hmm. And so, with this whole social media thing, some of it was... Um, peer pressure because mm. I also wanted to look cool and I wanted everyone else to know that I had a phone mm. and yeah. So that fitting in, I mean the pressure to fit in is I think something that we've all gone through as teenagers. Mm. Um, mm. You know, it affects some more than others but it is a real thing. Yep. You know, mm. I mean I was chatting, chatting to my daughter, my daughter's 11, she's a tweenie but um, she was just, just speaking about, about weight and her thighs and I mean she's, she's growing mm. up and she's, her body's insecure. changing mm. but she was, you know, we had a long discussion about, about feeling insecure about, about how you're looking. I mean some kids blossom quicker than others. Yes. Mm. You know, so and, and were you guys affected by, by you know such insecurities and if if yes, how did you how did you deal with it? Mm. Well, I, I don't think it really goes away though. Mm-hmm. No matter what age you are, it you, doesn't mm. really go away because you have those moments. Oh my god, I'm getting so fat. Oh my god, I'm losing weight. Any, any, any. But if someone explains to you that um, it's it's part of of adolescence, so you know from 11, 12, 13, mm-hmm. your body starts padding out and it's it's nature. That's how it's meant to be. Would that would that have have made a difference to how you feel about your boobs growing and your bum growing and your hips growing, or it wouldn't have made a difference? Not really. No, because it's like your body. You, as like a teenage girl, obviously, like, no, it's my body. You don't know what I'm going through. Mm. It's like isolation, you know. Even though your mom was once a teenager, sometimes it just flies out the window and you're like, no, you don't understand, Amy, Amy, you know. But then if like someone talks to you, at least you know that they understand mm. and they know what you're going through, like a, like a guide almost. So it's kind of better, but... Yeah. So body issues are a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very especially in high school. Um I feel like it does help having someone tell you about these type of things. It kind of makes it a little bit easier and more durable because you like, okay, this is what every girl goes through. So it's not like something bad is happening to me, mm-hmm. it's just a stage 
that I'm going to experience in my life and will go through and, yeah, grow older and be fine. Well, in high school, it's scary because there's so many other girls like, oh my gosh, she's got such a great body. Like, you ask yourself, Mm. What about me? Mm. I mean, why is my tummy fat? Why do I why, have bigger boobs? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Why is my bum bigger? Like, why is that a nice body? And why am I? Why don't I have a nice body? Yeah. Like, mm. I feel it's different for different people. Yes. Um, yes. It's how you define a perfect body. What a perfect body to be like. Is, yeah. um, people tell me I have a great body, and I'm like, but yo, you guys have nice bodies. You're right. Like, you have curves in the right places you have small boobs you have a small waist so why can't I have that and as much as I am skinny I don't I feel the pressure because it's like you have to keep this body mm. even though I want a different body so it's not like people saying I have a great body makes me to feel better yeah. about yourself. No, I get that. And would you stand up for someone who has been body shamed? So say yes. there's a, like yeah. I was a chubby, I was a chubby teen, but I wasn't teased. But if I if I was in your school and I was teased, how would you how would you handle that? If I was teased, if someone your else friend. was being teased, oh, your yeah. friend was being teased. Well, I'd stand up for them. Whoa, like I love my. Even if I didn't know you, like mm. I do not tolerate bullying. It's disgusting to me. Mm. And if you're going to bully someone because you want to feel better about yourself, that's 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 just wow. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. It's actually very sad. And you have like your own issues. And if you're body shaming someone, it means you're insecure yourself. So, like deal with your problems i don't want to seem harsh but that's how it is you know deal with your problems so that you don't have to hurt others yeah it's, true. it's, it's not it's, right and that's, an, and that's an age where, where what people say to you sticks i always say to people that words stick mm. you know if someone says oh you, you, mm. you're so fat or you've got so many pimples you you tend to you tend to keep those things mm. more than you keep positive positive words mm. so it's good that you'd, you'd stand up for someone who's going through it and i mean girls can be very mean i went to an all girls boarding school and girls can mm. be mean Girls are mean. Yeah. I think that's why I like hanging out with the guys, guys more than girls. Because mm. girls gossip, girls speak okay, behind guys, guys each gossip other. Okay, guys gossip, but like their gossip is like a jokey uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. Girls, they take it so seriously. It's like, oh, one, two, um, who, who said this? Oh, Adila said this about this person. And I'm like, but why are you making it a big deal? Like, if we're talking amongst ourselves and everyone and everyone is there, mm-hmm. then it's not gossiping. But girls turn tend to make a mountain out of a molehill. So mm. what, have there been any after school moments like I will I will catch you after school. After school is after school. <laughs> 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 yeah, after school. After school is after school. After school is after I'm sure you didn't do that. I'm sure you have not done no, that. No, no. But I've had an incident it wasn't necessarily body shaming, but a friend of mine was being bullied because of the color of their skin. So she's darker than um, a lot of people around and me. And um, these two guys were bullying her about having dark skin. And I was like, you guys need to look at yourselves before going and telling other people that they are different or making them feel less than Mm. because the one guy not to be rude he was fat but no one was calling him fat Mm. and the other guy he he was okay 
dumb, <laughs> not academically academically challenged. Yeah. Yes. That's a better way of putting yes. it. <laughs> and no one was telling him that he was not doing well at school. So rather focus on yourself and bettering yourself than going out and hurting other people to make yourself feel better. And at school, I mean, do you guys address these issues with the teachers? Are you able to chat you, to any of them about no. these things? Even if you do, they just, ah, oh, grow up, you're in high school, come on. Like, so it's, there's school, no interventions? Like, no. If, but if it was something, like, serious. Well, that is, bullying is yeah, serious. It is. But they don't really take it to that extent. They'd mm. be like, Some, um, can you stop bullying this child? Because she doesn't like it. And then they just push it away. And do, do parents ever get involved? At my school, they do. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have corporal punishment. Mm. So... When such cases arise, then teachers are involved and then parents get called in and it's a whole like disciplinary hearing for the bully. And has it ever yeah. helped? I mean, th- it does yeah, help. It does okay, so, does so people change after that intervention. Mm. They dim down. They don't, they yeah. don't exactly yeah. change, but they try keep it on the down low before like they do it again so that they don't get in as much trouble as they did the first time yeah but once it's on record then they could get expelled Mm. okay Friday the 11th of October was International um, um, Day of the Girl Child and this is why we've invited four teenagers to the studio to chat about their issues I have Wuntle I have Uratile and I have um in the studio and we've just been joined by another young lady Utlohi. but before we carry on chatting to them we have Ulerato calling us from Alberton um, hi Ulerato welcome to Sidebar Cindy hi Dr. Cindy hi Dr. Cindy how are you doing? fine thank you I'm good thanks I'm loving this conversation I'm a social media legal consultant and I speak to young girls um, about these issues especially social media issues so I'm very fascinated I'm, I'm happy with some of the comments that the girls are making especially relating to body shaming and bullying and cyberbullying um, so I just wanted to ask a question um, seeing that they're on social media and they're on social media at such a young age uh, who are some of the role, role models that they follow on social media because social media is a beautiful platform but they I find that with work with those that I work with, sometimes you know they they follow. I won't say the wrong role models, but they follow girls, um, you know, who, who who portray unrealistic standards. And then you know you, you get girl, young girls then um, going towards um, being with the sugar daddy so that they can try and, and emulate and live up to the lifestyle with the hair, the nails, the body. Uh, you know, girls feeling insecure about about their look, wanting to change their look because okay. of some of the celebrities or some of the, you know, young celebrities that they follow on social media. So I'm just interested to find out who do they follow and do they think that they portray a good message and do they try to imitate or emulate some of the of the celebrities that they follow on, on social media. Okay, thank you for that, Lerato. So I think we'll let Sitle answer. Sitle has been holding since the beginning of the show. Hi, Sitle. Um, you're 16, and welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, Sitle, I'm sure you heard the question that Ularato asked about um, social media and the people that you follow, that you, that you look up to, or that you know you feel are your role models. Um, who are your role models on social media? Um, well, right now I don't have a phone. <laughs> It's a long story, but I used to follow women like Sikki Onse and Bonang Mateva and Lizzo and people who like 
are like goal driven and know what they want and are striving to, you know, break basically the image of what girls are supposed to be like out there nowadays. And they're getting stuff for themselves, like mm-hmm. they're making their own money and they're not dependent on men or other people to get what they need. So I would say those are my top three. And Chlochi, welcome to the show. Um, who are your Who are your faves? Um, wow, actually, um, Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. She's she's legit one of the best women I've ever encountered. You know, simply because. Um, you know, she she embraces the person that she is with without anything. Like there's times when she rocks weaves, and then there's times when she rocks her natural hair. You know, or when she's accepting awards, and she like she doesn't just say, "Oh, thank you for this award," whatever. She says that you know what, I was dark and I came into the industry, but like I'm worth it. You know, so like so she's reaffirming. Yeah, you know. quite. Like I think she boosts someone's emotional intelligence on on a very high level. So. <clears throat> I would say um, Amanda Steinberg for me because, like I said, I am into being an actress. Mm-hmm. So she's the best for me. And she's a black American, If for those who don't know. And she's acted in a lot of movies that I watch. And, like, I want to be someone like her because her characters change most of the time. And that, like, I want, I don't want to be someone who performs and I perform with the same attitude that's going to be boring to the audience so you want to be very diverse yes okay surprisingly I do not have any role models but I do have like at certain periods of time like it's something that comes and goes Mm. Um, I look up to my sister a lot (laughs) (laughs) because she's always been there for me she's like my best friend Mm. Um, and I'm not very present on social media mm-hmm. so I can't really say and this I, is my choice yes you just don't you're not you're not yeah, interested, interested. I, when I look at like when I go on social media it's like looking at YouTube videos on people dancing or learning about Ted Bundy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or just um, learning about chakras and mm-hmm. my self-discovery journey so yeah, I do not. I'm not present that much on social media. Okay, thanks, Ratile. And Khumutso? Um, for me, I think it's Lizzo because she, by far, like shatters all the beauty standards that were once the in society like long before us. You know, it's still there. Yeah, because yeah. she's she's considered fat, but then I wouldn't say that because that's her body and that's how she feels comfortable and now makes other people like her feel extremely loved and um, comfortable in their own bodies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I can see that I think the running theme is that you look up to people that that make everyone feel okay about themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no yeah. one's shaming shaming anyone else or making people feel lesser than they are. Yeah. And so I know that, um, I mean, the reason why you're here is to share um, your story about being bullied at school. Okay, so when 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 did the bullying start? Um, wow, so it's been there, mm-hmm. like primary, high school. Yeah, I think I think, but mostly in primary. I think in high school you kind of get used to it, but like in primary, it's like, okay, what do I do? Like, what's happening? <laughs> type vibe, you know. But I think I was in grade four. 
and I had like these huge black spots on my face. Yeah. I don't I don't even know why. But then every time like I got to school, the people in my class would be like, Yeah, hello, dot dots, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Okay, why are these people calling me this? Like what's happening? And then um it got to a point where I didn't want to go to school anymore. Like my mom would wake me up and I'd be like, I, I'm not going to school. I never mind, like catch me outside type vibe, you know? <laughs> and, and then this one time she was like, I am tired of you not going to school. You're going to school. Like, give me a good reason why you're not going to school. And it took a lot, but then I was like, you know what? It's actually like people are bullying me at school. She was like, okay, just like write down their names. And I was like, yo, I'm going to be the trust niche, but mm-hmm. okay. And, and there's also that, right? You know, like, that's why That's why many yes. cases go unreported because you don't want to be the snitch. Exactly. And then I wrote them down. I got to school and I was acting like everything's fine. Ah. So my mom was a cop. Ah, she comes with her mm. with her uniform. Mm. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what she was <laughs> She gets there, she's like, all those people that knew that they bullied my daughter, just stand up. Like before she I have to say. And then everyone is just looking around, he's like trying to print them out. And I'm like, this woman. And then I, I, like I said the names, whatever, and they all stood up and she was like, okay, well, I'm a cop and I have my gun here. So oh if you bully God. my child oh my again, I'm going to make sure you don't have any legs, you know, like, you <laughs> and from that day, like, oh, and then after she left, everyone was like, oh, I didn't know you didn't like it. And I'm like, why would someone like that? But it, it got better after that. It's like, it was like, oh, okay, so telling my mom actually helped. Mm-hmm. But like, people still look at you in a, uh, oh, not somewhere, and you know, she's going to tell her mommy type vibe. So it was, yeah. And and mm-hmm. would, would, have, would telling the teachers have helped in any way? I mean, was there even, not even one teacher that you felt you could confide in and have that teacher intervene? I think... The problem is, you know, from a from a very young age, I've always had a problem with hurting other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. So it's always been mm-hmm. like, this person is being mean to me because there's something they're going through and mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, I'm not going to now add on to their problems, you know, regardless of how I feel. And I feel had I not felt that way, then I probably would have done something. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably would have told the teachers. Or I probably would have. But it also goes back to how we were not raised to, like, face the problems of the world we were just rather raised get good marks go to school go to mm-hmm. you know not when you're bullied this is what you should do or when someone does this this is and this you know so I think it would have been different had I had different feelings mm. towards it not that I didn't trust anyone yeah and then I think the thing with bullies is that um, with the, the moment you stand up for yourself they kind of cower down so you need to you need to mm-hmm. find the courage mm-hmm. to stand up to stand mm-hmm. up to them but it's, it's easier said than done it mm-hmm. is. you know it's easy for me to say all of these things now but when you're in that situation you can't always act on it mm-hmm. and telling a grown up also helps right I think telling parents is challenging because we just want to get out there and fight I mean your mummy went to school exactly. <laughs> and, and doing that is not always the answer yes. sometimes we need yes. to just sit down step back look at the whole situation and see how we can empower you to, to go back to school and sort it out. So, yeah. so running through and, and, and fighting for you is not always the answer. I mean, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> but I did it once. <laughs> the problems don't recur. But um, after that, I mean, obviously spoke to my kid and, and it kind of empowered them on how to, 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 to navigate a situation like that. So standing up to a bully is, is the first thing. And secondly, just have answers for what people have to say. Like, you know, mm. work the answers out in your head. I mean, I'm chubby. You guys can see I've always been chubby. So my mommy had a whole list of things that if someone said to me, oh, Cindy, you're fat. So I would say, well, but I'm clever. And then the story. Yeah. <laughs> and because I was, it's like, oh, okay, gulp. Okay, it's fine. Okay, so, so yeah, so that also makes a difference. But um, you know, but it, 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 those words stick. Like I said earlier mm. on in the show, words stick. Mm. And what my mom told me, like, 
if you know people are going to make fun of you, why don't you make fun of yourself first? Because if they see you see this girl, she's already laughed at herself. So the what? joke exactly. is not funny. It's not funny. Yeah. Like it doesn't have the same that. power. Exactly. Yeah. Or just to respond and say so what? If someone says to you, exactly. oh, but Cindy, your nose is big. Yes, my nose is big. I can't change it. Exactly. So what? Yeah. So what if my nose is big mm-hmm. and you just move on from mm-hmm. there? You know. And I think you know even even on social media. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. The one thing I won't tolerate is meanness. Right. So if people come onto Twitter and they're making fun of people because of their faces or their noses or their bodies and so on, mm-hmm. you you how are you making fun of something that someone didn't choose? That's what I always ask myself, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I didn't wake up and say, okay, I want to look like that. I want to have big eyes and a big head and a scar on my head and a big mm-hmm. nose. No, I didn't. I just, my mom and my dad came together, had a baby, and this is what I look like. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that kind of meanness just gets to me, mm-hmm. you know. Make fun of a person because, I don't know, anything else but the, a person's looks. Because yeah. today, this afternoon, I was with my friends <laughs> and uh, we were going to through Twitter and we saw this one guy's account and it was like body shaming Anele daughter and I'm like how are you body shaming someone when you are not even posting pictures of yourself mm. on social media mm. that means that you are hiding yourself from people mm. so where do you get the audacity to look at someone and start body shaming, body shaming them and saying that they look a certain way yeah. when you don't even want to show yourself to the world and it was you know that kind yeah. of meanness is is, is you know it's uncalled for so Lucky, what are your future plans i mean i heard from i heard from the other girls what 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 are you currently doing and what what are your plans for the future hectic um okay wow um uh, wow <laughs> um i actually want to study psychology mm-hmm. so i was doing business management this year but um i don't know if you believe in god or mm-hmm. but it, it became a thing of okay but is it my calling is it my purpose is it why i, I was brought on this earth and then i decided okay no you know what you're going to do psychology so yeah i'm kind of taking a break from school this year because i finished my matric last year mm-hmm. and then next year i am planning to do my psychology <laughs> but then um with other plans besides like school um i'm actually thinking of working on my blog really this time mm-hmm. not just having it and yeah man just just being the best version of myself i can be mm-hmm. with with whatever happens with whatever life throws that's great and let's ask with Sitle. Sitle, what are your plans um, for the future currently um, in drama yes yes hi. <laughs> um i'm doing drama this year at school so it's i'm really passionate about it it's like my best subject so currently i'm looking at producing and directing or maybe writing my own scripts and being on stage because i used to do theater as a kid so i'm really passionate about theater so i want to get back on stage and be a drama queen because <laughs> everybody tells me I'm a drama queen so I really miss like musical theater and just being on stage and just performing actually tomorrow I have my drama practical so I'm kind of stressing out <laughs> my words and everything but yes that's what I'm passionate about okay and do you guys feel do you feel pressured to 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 achieve your goals very quickly or yes. do you realize do you realize that you have all the time in the world to do all the things that you want to do because that's the truth I mean at the, at the rate things are going in terms of health I mean I went to a talk and the guy there was saying that you know your age group will probably live 
to about 120. Yeah. So in one lifetime, you can be more than one thing. So yeah. if, if a psychology degree is four years, mm-hmm. you could do psychology, practice it for a few years and wake up and decide, actually, I want to be a doctor and go to medical school, finish mm-hmm. the six years and be a doctor for a few years. And now oh, I want to be a lawyer now. Go back to school, be a lawyer mm-hmm. and do that yeah. for a few years. You have that, you have that privilege. So do you guys feel, do you feel pressured? To, to mm. like, I must do everything by the age of 25. I'm, by the age of 30, I must be this. By the age of 35, you know, what I do Um, I don't feel pressured in that way because mm-hmm. I have all the time in the world. Um, but I feel pressured in getting good marks at the moment in school. Mm-hmm. I feel like my parents put so much pressure. It's like, why are you getting this mark? 70% hour. Like, what happened? What's happening here? Mm-hmm. So I feel a lot of pressure in doing well at school at the moment and being able to get into varsity. But with moving forward, like having so many degrees I'm not in a rush for anything I'm just like cruising taking my time <laughs> and, yeah, and the thing about marks you know when you get to university this is this is the the reality of it all is that at high school right oh you're the prefect you're the hit girl you're the yeah. this you're the that mm-hmm. when you get to varsity it nobody exactly yeah. that's what I've heard like nobody, nobody knows, knows you exactly you're no one cares what it doesn't matter exactly. it doesn't matter really and and you the pressure marks um yo <laughs> you see <clears throat> tests i don't like them okay um no <laughs> they're not but for everyone yeah, yeah they're not hey some people are like strong in like drama and stuff mm. which is me and then yeah that side must just come just down, come down. down. <laughs> but like with marks it's like okay just because i don't get good marks now doesn't mean I can succeed in the future. I mean, everything is so based on what you're getting now. You pass me trick just because you pass me trick with this, this, and this. Mm. You're gonna get this job, this job, this job. Mm. This field is open for only this because you did these certain subjects. Subjects. Mm. Exactly. So now it's like limited. So now you have this picture. Okay, what subjects must I choose? So currently, I'm doing physical science, yeah. pure maths, drama, Afrikaans, English, biology. Yeah. But yeah, life science. Yes, I see. <laughs> so um, life science is okay. Everything else, like drama, is like my best subject. I love drama so much. And English. Yeah. Okay. English. I don't and know. then, sorry, um, mm-hmm. I don't know why we have so much pressure being put on us when they are like considering ending school at grade nine or kids mm-hmm. being able to drop out at grade nine. Mm-hmm. Why put so much pressure no, it's on a us? Thing. It's a thing. It's a thing that's been around for a while. And I'm just saying to you guys, you know what? Just do the best that you can. And when you get yeah. to university, no one actually cares about <laughs> exactly. you. <laughs> the moment you're in first year, all of that falls away. And I mean, National School of the Arts should be a bit different from everything else, right? They're a bit more chilled out. <laughs> a bit. A lot of people, I, okay. A lot of people think that just because you go to NSA, do you guys even learn? Do you like do maths? Do you like yes? We are a yeah. normal school. Mm. It's just that we have professionals that help us in our art side. Mm. And yes, we learn more on our arts than our academics. And because we came to the school because we want to pursue our art side and we also want to be smart, you know, so that we can get a job if like our things don't work out on the side. So being pressured into being like getting good marks and stuff 
I don't really like see why I have to be pressured because I've got the time, like you said, mm-hmm. I've got the time, and I'm still gonna go to university afterwards. And I want to work somewhere where I feel comfortable. I can't just rush and then I go to work and I get paid, but I don't like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot so. of people that are stuck in that hamster wheel mm-hmm. of doing jobs that mm-hmm. they don't like. So your gap year, um, I mean, how did your parents agree to for you to take a, um, a gap year? Uh, no, they didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I just don't go to school one day. Yeah, like I was just like, no, I'm it, tired. It, it's not working out. It's it, no, but um, I think between last year and this year, I transitioned from feeling the pressure from my family to you know do well at this certain time to putting the pressure on myself. You know, like totally, um, how how long are you gonna take to do this? Okay, you're taking this gap year, but like, are you gonna get everything you need in time? Like, mm, okay, mm. Okay, how long after here? Like, I got into a phase of of confusion, mm. like on on a level where. I was just like, okay, God, <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, but I think most of the time it's, it's more us putting pressure on ourselves more than mm. it is anyone else. Mm. Because I think I was telling Osma Seho outside, Kuti, you can't control external facts. You can't, absolutely you know? not. <laughs> you can't control Kuti, your mom says this, your dad says this, your uncle, your, you know, whatever they have about you, but you can control how you feel about it. I think oh, yeah. as soon as you decide, Kuti, okay, Tlohi, I have a plan. Like, it's not like I'm just sitting and exactly. I don't have a plan. I have a plan. The fact that it's going to take 10 years, I have it. You know, some people are just sitting and not doing anything mm. with it. And then that's how you start putting pressure on yourself and you move forward with what life gives you. And I also think that, I mean, if I, if I, was, if I had power to change how people transition from high school to university I'd encourage everyone to take a gap year I think it just needs to be a gap between that pressure from Mm. high school you take a year off you know and it is a privilege to take a year off take a year off rest a bit do other things and then Mm. go into first year but there's just this go 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 and I don't think it's necessary Friday 11 October was International Day of the Girl Child and this has been commemorated since 2012 and this year's theme is unscripted and unstoppable. This is what the young girls of today are. And to commemorate that day, I invited five young girls to the studio. Um, and I'm chatting to Tlohi, I'm chatting to Buntle, um, I'm chatting to Radile and Komuto, and we have Usihle on the line. And we've been chatting about all things that affect, that affect um, girls. We've spoken about body issues and insecurities. We spoke about social media and cell phones and parenting. And um, I'm bringing up something else now. I'd like to speak about drugs, smoking and drinking. Hectic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, with me, um, um, moms are in the studio, by the way. That's hectic. why there's this deafening silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parents are, well, my dad drinks occasionally. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone drinks occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my mom doesn't really drink at all. Mm-hmm. But when she did used to drink, she kind of introduced the idea of alcohol to me. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay, this is what alcohol is. You can have a taste. This is what it is. Similar to my dad. Mm-hmm. This is what alcohol is. You can have a taste. So um, growing up, um, my sister kind of navigates and help like guides me with all I don't do drugs drugs are just a no-go but with alcohol my sister helps like guide me and she's like if you're gonna drink 
then there should be like me or our parents around and don't go drinking at parties because you don't know what someone might put in your drink. Exactly. And and that's a difficult conversation to, for parents to have because, I mean, I, I, I drink occasionally, every day occasionally. <laughs> and, and I have kids, right? And my kids have asked, Mama, is, is champagne nice? And, yeah, you know, why do you drink exactly. it every day? Or why do you drink it every other day? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they ask, so what do you do if I drank? And so my husband and I have had this conversation about this, that are we going to, um, you know, when our kids turn 18, are we going to allow them to drink? Would we rather have them drink with us or drink out there? So it's, 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 it's a difficult conversation. It's a difficult thing because kids do what they see. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you can yes. talk and talk and talk and talk, but what we're doing in the household is is role modeling for our children. Mm, yes. You know, so Kumuta, you, your parents, alcohol, um, drugs, smoking. Well, well, smoking, drugs, no go, no area. Yeah. Mm. We don't talk about that because nobody does it. Mm. Uh, alcohol is like the only thing. So my dad, my dad drinks occasionally. Like I haven't seen him drink a lot, but he does drink. And then when he does, I even I pour the alcohol for him because mm-hmm. he showed me how to do it. And then one time I was like, can I please taste? Because I was curious. And then mm-hmm. I test. I'm like, yo, this thing is so bitter. Why are you drinking this? I don't understand. And did you ask him? Uh, I did. And? I was like, why is this so bitter? Why are you drinking it? And then he's like, well, I drink it because, I don't know, it really stresses. I'm <laughs> like, what stress do you... Let's talk, Deb. What stress do you have? Like, why are you drinking... It's bitter. I don't understand. Why are you drinking something that's... Ugly? It's like drinking coffee without sugar. sugar. And, and, I, and I don't even drink coffee because it's... I just don't drink coffee. And then with my mom... My mom doesn't drink, but then she has alcohol in the house. I'm like, so it's there for decoration. <laughs> it's fine, okay, sharp. And these are things that we're speaking about. I mean, there's, I think there's a campaign going on at the moment about how most people that, that, that drink, when they were younger, when they were underage, someone gave a sip of this or, mm-hmm. you know, it's for fun. Mm-hmm. I'll just have a sip, just have a sip. And so we have to be aware of that behavior because we're yeah. not, I mean, we shouldn't actually be doing that. So that's something to, to keep at the back of our minds. I feel like... Um most parents do allow their children to taste mm-hmm. because they don't want you to grow old and then when you finally experience something you're just gulping and then now you're hurting yourself so now when you like taste you know what tastes like okay what like for example what beer tastes like yes yeah. exactly what champagne tastes mm-hmm. like and like so that you understand, like when when you're with your friends and you smell this or taste this, you know, okay, you know, this is this, and mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to drink this because mommy said. Mm-hmm. And Sissy, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know, because it's like a fifty-fifty situation with parents and children. Because as you said, it's difficult to say as a parent that okay, say uh, you can't drink, you're not allowed to drink, it's not right, and then they go do it somewhere else. Whereas if you do introduce it to them when they see it somewhere else, they can be like, okay, but my parents know and my parents, you know, allow it so I can do it. So it's kind of difficult because even if you begin, some people like can't stop. But you also have a picture of people on yourself. This is the amount you're allowed to have if you do allow them to do it. Because if you don't and they're just doing it and like behind closed doors and you as a parent don't know, it's pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. But it's like something you see Like a child will never Just go and just take alcohol Without seeing it somewhere So it's also mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. up to you to hide Or to show and be like Okay this is what it is and this is what you do And this is how you control it Or you just hide so they have no idea And they don't want it and they don't see it Okay, so what are your thoughts? Um, 
Okay, I think everybody has said that drugs is like a no-go area. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. something that you've, you've discussed with your parents. Yeah. Well, like no, a, it's like no a one. non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah. can't come back from that. Exactly. Like, how do you come back from drugs? No, no one does it in the house. <laughs> exactly. So why, exactly. Would, why, I, would, I, why would I do yeah. it? Exactly. But um, well, personally, with me, like with drinking, I don't. I don't think because my mom wasn't a drinker. Okay, my stepdad was, but I didn't get it from there. I think I, I just like I was sixteen out with my friends. Peer oh, pressure. so we're drinking. Okay, let's 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 see, you know. But then. After a while, like there's a time when drinking goes from you. I'm speaking like such an old person. <laughs> there's a time when drinking goes from I'm drinking for fun to I'm drinking to not worry about stuff. And I got to that point as well as a person. And then I got to a nah, but this is not the life that you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. It goes back to saying, Guti, you need to decide for yourself. Go to Funan. You know, you could see it oh, Okay, this person is drinking. Mm-hmm. Then you could decide, I don't want to drink. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't see mm-hmm. the points of it. Or you could not see someone and you could be going out and you're like, oh, I want to drink. And like, you know, there's nothing that we can really say. I just feel that parents have this this need to constantly protect us where else well that's because of what we've been through exactly you know which is not a bad thing i also feel like you need to trust the way you raised your child so if you raise your child to you know be able to say no or to be able to say this and this and that or control themselves then you should themselves. be able to trust that when the outside world they'll do it i think that's why most people go from drinking to drinking extremely because their parents never trusted them enough in the house you know mm-hmm. so mm. that's my my view on it okay so shifting gears toward as we as we hit toward to towards the end of the show um so september was a very difficult month for South Africa. I think we all, you know, um, know what happened with Uyinene, mm. the hashtag rest in peace Uyinene. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we had people then outing the, um, the people that had sexually assaulted them or raped them um, on social me- on social media. So we were all affected by that. There's not a single person that can say they didn't get affected by, mm-hmm. by what happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I'm gonna go each of you in turn before before we wrap up the show. Um, what are your thoughts? around gender-based violence and sexual assault. And do you have someone in your life, if something was to happen to you, you know that you can trust that person to believe you the first time around and make sure that you get the help that you need. So just short answers from each of you. I'll start with you, Humoto. Um With this whole situation, I really don't understand what is going on in your mind for you to be so narrow-minded to say that men are inferior like are more in power like we're in a different general come on it's the 21st century so much has changed can you like get your mind straight it's all about the mindset if you are like they're like no i'm more stronger than you i'm gonna be this 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 i have the power to do that because i am a male that's disgusting honestly if i'm telling the truth and i've discussed this with many of my friends and we just like don't talk about it because it just makes us so angry and it's like it's no no it's just a I don't, I don't like it at all. And do you have someone that you know that if I went to that person and I said, listen, I have been sexually assaulted or I was raped by Mang Mang, that person would believe you the first time around? Yes, my mother, my mm-hmm. father. Yes, my grandmother. Yo, yo, yo. Hunt that family. person down. <laughs> yeah. um, I recently had an interview with the MMC of Health and Social Development Department and we were discussing femicide and, and gender-based violence. I just think that it's the social construct that the society has laid out for us. We are just following to the rules of 
people that we don't know who said them. It's just something that's mm. there. And as soon as we break that down and break society's stereotypes on males and females, then we will get to a better place where gender-based violence won't matter and um, issues such as femicide and um, what is the word called? Like um, just looking down on people or uh, homophobia will end. So discrimination yes, and everything. Um, and I have someone I do um, believe that will believe me the first time I go and tell them that yeah. something like this has happened to me. My sister um, and um, I have close friends and people I trust at school and I also know like helplines to call that yeah. Okay. okay. With, with this um, men being more superior than women it started like a very long time ago mm. when we were being colonized because um yeah, well, let's not talk about that. But yes, that's when it started. And now because people are seeing what's really happened to women, it's now been women this, women that, women this. And the, most of the men are complaining. They shouldn't be complaining because it's been about them for a very long time. And so now they should let us be us. And maybe at some certain point we'll be level. And yeah. And the person that I would talk to about something is my mom. And my dad, but mostly my mom. And, and mama would believe you and, yes, and take action. Should. And Tokri, before you wrap up? Um, I, I honestly think that, yeah, no, it's, it's hectic. It's a matter of, I feel like men that do such things are men that feel very lowly about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a matter of taking their power back and the only way they feel they're able to do that is by you know because like sometimes a man is stronger than you you can't fight it off mm. you understand so I feel like physically, it's those, physically you know yeah. and what she said about it going back like way back I was reading this book like a Greek mythology book and apparently there was a Greek goddess that was raped and then she turned ice cold and everybody wondered why you know but like nobody said anything and I'm like okay so this thing has been going on for a long time what are we doing that's different to stop this whole thing because we can't use old methods you know bring back the death penalty anyway I had to say that (laughs) (laughs) and um, I actually have a friend like yeah he's the most supportive person and I think yeah if I went to him and I told him hey yo Brad this is what happened he would he wouldn't just believe me he'd be like we're going we're going to the police station Mm -hmm. we're doing everything Mm -hmm. we have to do and yeah I like yeah that's it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We've run out of time. I think we should have this show again. Yeah, yeah. We definitely have. We have a lot of follow and stuff to talk about. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, thank you to your moms for allowing you to be here because we did get, get permission for your moms. We wouldn't have invited you if they had said no. So, night. yeah, it's school yeah, night. It's 8 o'clock. Night. I have a <laughs> assignment. Right, well. And I hope all your dreams come true. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM. 95.9 Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.